Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the Aframeo Driver podcast, brought to you by the Aframeo Owners Club. I'm Guy Swarbrick and this week I'm joined by John Griffiths, club chairman, Nick Wright, the club manager, and by David Faithful. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Hello, Guy. Thanks, Guy. Good afternoon. Great to be here. Later on in the podcast, we're going to discuss the recent Classic and Sports Car Magazine Awards. But first, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the club's second event for 2021, which was announced in the last week or so. Yes, yeah, so we're delighted that we've uh, been able to uh, get National Alpha Day 2021 organised for uh, 27th of June uh, 2021 um, at Vista Heritage, which we got nicely lined up for this year that had to be cancelled before it was properly announced. Um, but no, it's really, really good news. And um, Nick's done some grand work uh, communicating with both, both Vista Heritage and Alpha UK. So we're going to have some super support from, from both angles. It's a terrific venue. And I think the key thing is we're going to build on the great event we had in 2019, where we had getting on for a thousand cars and over 1500 people along. So it should be really good. And are we able to talk any more about what the support from Alpha is, Nick, or is that still a secret? Still a secret for the moment, I think, Guy. We can do. Uh, we John and I have been working with them last year, to, or yeah, to put on uh, for various things, and we're hoping we're just going to roll those over to the next year. But um, we're waiting for confirmation from them. But um, we will make a big announcement in due course. Yes. Yeah, so I think I think in 2019 it was it was all new for everybody, and I think the the team on the ground on the day, which included all of us here, uh, uh, plus the volunteers from the local sections, did a cracking job of really making the members' cars the stars. Unfortunately, the Heritage Centre, because it, the various businesses that are based it based there are um, independent uh, operations; they're not always open for weekend events. Um, and uh, I guess we were hoping for a few more to have been open, but that was by the by. It was a tremendous thing to split um, the cars up as they were and line them up by model uh, and area. It made a fabulous day all round, I think. But the, our members' cars were the stars. Now that's not going to. That's still going to be absolutely core to it, of course. But we want to add to that. And Alpha UK are very much behind us, so it will be different. We'll, there'll be there might be some layout changes. And there'll certainly be some brand new elements, um, not just from Alpha UK. We've got some great support from Pirelli, for example, as uh, as very much backers of the club. So should be loads of really good stuff, I think. And, and I guess, you know, when we did it in 2019, if you were a, a Bista Heritage business, you had no idea how many people were going to turn up, whether it was worth you coming. Whereas now they know we had a thousand cars uh, there in 2019 so there's there's more of an incentive perhaps for them to open up we've got a bit of history yeah we can i think approach them ourselves go around there and say look this is what we did last time and uh, hopefully get a few more along on the prelly front i don't know if anyone remembers last time they were going to bring their simulators along which unfortunately went walkies from the van overnight just before the the event so yeah. they, we couldn't have them but they're all replaced now so uh, yeah all being well they'll be there and, uh, I've been doing more basic yeah. things this morning, like booking the toilet block, which is <laughs> never quite as exciting, but just as important. It's all, it's all necessary. It's very, yeah. very important. Uh, yeah. There's some new there's some new operations in at Vista as well, so we may well get those uh, people that are new to the site interested in in joining in with us too. So, uh, without giving too much of a game away. Yeah, I think as you say, we're just 
we know more this time. We, we were there a few years ago. It was massive. And I'm not even sure we expected it to be as big in 2019. So no, we it was didn't. sort of a bit of a surprise to us. In fact, I think we ran out of the free pizzas and what have you. So um, I think, yeah, we're, we're more prepared now. Alfa Romeo, um, you know, we're, the whole world's coming out of lockdown, hopefully by then. And, and they want to do something different, the same as Pirelli want to do something different. And, and we can approach the businesses who are there and so on, which we didn't do before. So, yeah, I think we can make it even more special than the last one. I mean, the last one was fabulous, but I think we can we can do better for sure. Yeah. And I think our members deserve it. We've been basically sat at home or on Zoom and what have you for the last 12 months. We're going to want some uh, a big, big event come summertime next year. But despite all being sat at home and, and on Zoom and things for the last year, um, I think what the club has done has been been recognised. The other other bit of news that we wanted to discuss today was the uh, the Classic and Sports Car Magazine uh, Club Awards. Uh, and before we get on to too much about um, about what we won and, and why we think we won it, um, David, tell us a little bit about the the decision to enter the awards and, and the process we had to go through to do that. Well, it's always, it's awkward, isn't it? Because um, <clears throat> they ask for nominations from the clubs. So you, you know, it would be nice to sort of sit here and think someone would nominate us, but that's just not how it works. You, you have to sort of nominate yourself, which kind of feels a bit awkward, doesn't it? So um, we had a chat as the board and we said, well, look, if you think about all the good stuff we've done this year, on top of the good stuff we already do, um, we we didn't, you know, downgrade anything for our members. If anything, we've given them significantly more value, I think. Uh, we've got more partnerships. Our magazine is bigger and better. Um, everything that we've done um, new this year, like podcasts that, that we're on now, like the virtual racing, you know, it, it may have been conceived because of um, COVID and, and, you know, for ghastly reasons, but they've become they've become tremendously successful and they've become the new normal sort of thing so um yeah when we spoke about it as a board we said well we haven't we haven't put ourselves forward for this for years and years but if you look back at everything we've done in the last year um we've we've made tremendous um improvements and additional benefits but that but that's on top of it was already really good so it's not like we we were in a terrible state and now we're a bit better. We were in a brilliant state and now we're awesome. So uh, it just felt like the right time to put ourselves forward, I thought. Yeah, I mean, in 2017, when we, we came runners-up to TBR, we, we, we knew we'd got a, a solid case then. Um, I think what I liked was uh, in, in gaining the, the Club of the, the Year Awards, A, it was a unanimous decision that we'd won it, but B, they recognised that a lot of the new initiatives were not just for COVID, that it was from feedback from the member survey that we put out at the beginning of the year. So a lot of this stuff was gearing up anyway. And um, and that's pretty important. Oh, you, you mentioned being runners up in 2017. Is, is that the best we'd done up until now, as far as anyone can remember? Yeah, as an overall club, yeah. Uh, I think in the past, uh, we've been entered and actually have won awards with uh, the members magazine. It was a difficult one, though, because that category is always the most improved magazine. And when it's consistently good, <laughs> it's hard to win that, you know. Um, and uh, there's been some other mentions and dispatches for different things, too. But it does take a little bit of a time to put a complete package together for that. 
competition. So, you know, for the main one. And uh, I think we were very, very sensible to enter it this year. And it's, and it's great. And it's not just rewarding a few people that have done the work. It's across the entire blinking lot. So, yeah, the, the initiatives have been terrific. And I think I, I, I called it out when I wrote that little bit to go on the homepage in recognition um, that there's been some superb individual initiatives um, done. Guy, yourself, you've done one heck of a lot to get the podcast going, to get the virtual racing and see all that through and overseeing a bigger and better magazine. David and Nick, you've both worked really hard on getting more membership benefits and so on, improving the website too, you know, so there's been some terrific individual efforts, but at a, at a general level, right across the piece from the club's management in the, uh, across registers, sections, there's been a real collective effort to make the club better and better this year and last year. The, you know, bringing the archive online, that was what a load of work that was that John Dooley, who our dear departed former chairman put in to, to create with the, you know, we've got six decades of magazines online now, that's, that's phenomenal. And, um, you know, and, and it's and it'll be carried forward, uh, supported there by um, Grant Richardson and uh, Webmaster Bill Smith, of course. So, you know, that was a great thing that we've got rolling out to go there. So, um, and then you've got the um, uh, effort that Paul Jones put in, in particular, to ensure that we landed the affinity scheme with um, Alpha Mayo UK, giving club members uh, basically whacking great discounts on new cars. It's, it's tremendous. You know, we've, we've been trying as a club to, to get that with uh, Alpha UK for a long while. And I think having a more generally rounded and convincing club offering, we won them over and, and that was brilliant. And now people are benefiting, benefiting from that. And, and you mentioned, mentioned John there, and I, I guess one of the, the sad things, which somebody raised on, on the Facebook group, um, is that it's a shame John didn't get to see the fact that we'd won it. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that's that's where we are. I, I, how many categories did we enter, David? Uh, we entered four categories. We entered um, <clears throat> for Club of the Year, naturally, and well-deserved. Um, we entered for the um, best virtual event, because uh, obviously, typically... Um, the awards include the best event, but hardly anything took place, did it? So they introduced a category of the best virtual event. Uh, and what we spotted or what we believed was, and as it turned out, we spotted that um, quite a few people did sort of one-off events. But of course, our virtual racing is we, we launched that months and months ago and it's never stopped. It's just continued. So, so we thought we had a really good chance with the virtual racing. Um, we entered for the best magazine. Um, and we also entered you for the Lockdown Hero Award. Um, and that was for a multitude of things, obviously, because um, we've spoken about the virtual racing podcasts and so on. But I don't think people really recognize the amount of, of work you do behind the scenes, um, not just in those initiatives, but particularly in terms of the magazine and all of the work that goes into that. Because we, you sort of we quickly forget, don't we, at the beginning of this pandemic, um, content very quickly dried up for our magazine and we have to remember that the magazine is you know 90 percent or so is member derived content and it's from when people take their alphas out when we go to big events and you know lots of things to do with people's cars and we were all shut indoors so so you know the tremendous efforts you made getting new innovative and different content for the magazine such that it went from 88 pages to 98 pages 
Um, so, yeah, there was four categories, Club of the Year, Best Virtual Event, Best Magazine, and a um, Lockdown Hero nomination for yourself. And, and a win it? and a highly commended across the four, which is not, not bad going, is it? 50% win, brilliant, win yeah. rate. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I, I, the, the bounce is also the bound to share out the uh, yeah, awards around different clubs so that you know and to win the big one is tremendous i did think uh, to be fair it was the um the winner of the um virtual event was the um gay classic car club with their fix it weekend and when i looked at that that was a really cool virtual event actually so yeah <clears throat> i do was, think was. i do think we should have won on all the categories obviously <laughs> Uh, but I think their fix-it weekend was a really cool idea. So, yeah, and I, I quite liked that. This is obviously the first, my first time through this this process. But I, there, there's a, an awful, you know, there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people in the uh, motoring club world, and everyone's absolutely working their asses off to, to keep delivering more benefits for their members. And so I just think it was a really good... It was a good process to go through. Great end result for us, but a great result for everybody. It was a really friendly, yeah. nicely run process. I really enjoyed part, being part of it. And, and what do you think in in terms of how we use the fact that we've won it, and you know our upcoming attempt to retain or, or win something else next year? Do you think we can? use that almost like the the membership survey to guide some of the things we do over the next 12 months i well my view is <clears throat> all of these things um attract feedback from our members either positive or less positive um <clears throat> so to be honest everything we do um is informing what we do next do you know what I mean? We we do want to deliver a world class motoring club, and we ha we happen to love and adore Alfa Romeos. But if it was any other brand, we'd still want to deliver world class uh, membership benefits. So I do think that it has helped um, our credibility, really, isn't it? It's you know we we put a lot of work in, and as John says, it's not it's not us. It's hundreds of volunteers all around the UK running our registers sections and everything that everybody does in this club all on a volunteer basis. Um, it's a recognition of all the hard work that everyone's done. Um, but yeah, it, and, it, and, it, and it does help our credibility. But fundamentally, it, it's just another thing where we're seeing the feedback from our members and, and the overwhelming majority of our members say, you really deserve that. You know, all of the feedback that we've got is yes well deserved well done chaps now let's move on and i think this yeah. like everything else we do just informs what we do next we just gotta we've got to, i mean it it's quite a challenge because of course as soon as you hit club of the year um <clears throat> there's kind of only one way to go next isn't it so, so <laughs> yeah. we're gonna have to really you know pull out all the stops in the coming years i think to just keep building and building on our on our current yeah. proposition and I, th I think the other thing is we, we know as well that um and having been a member for over 30 years um, not every ang angle of the club appeals to everybody either so you know the virtual racing is great for a, a group the uh, you know that it, it's a podcast aren't for everybody but it's great that we offer it and people have a choice even events i've been involved with those since the, about 1991 i think um you know you, you can do an event at a, at a racetrack and people 
think that's boring. You can do one at a stately home, people think it's boring, but you have a variety and that's the thing you should do. Keep up the variety of the offering and, and, and varied things. Now, well, the thanks goes to obviously people who organise these things and come up with the ideas and the individuals we've mentioned. Um, it also goes down to the members who support them because obviously if we didn't do them, if no one joined the Zoom meetings, for example, we would, or came to the events, we wouldn't be able to hold them and therefore the club wouldn't be the, the entity that it is, would it? So it just goes right down to the ground. Well, it sounds like we might have a good, a good stab at the event of the year with um, with what we're planning to do at National Alpha Day. So uh, maybe we should yeah. maybe we should start writing the um, the entry at the beginning of July, <laughs> and, uh, as well as uh, praying it doesn't rain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or maybe maybe we write the entry in May of what we what we would what, what we think we would need to do for National Alpha Day to win. And then make sure we do that. In, in There's an idea. <laughs> we talked a little bit about the changes that have happened in terms of, of partnerships. And I know one of the things that we did, um, Andrew Whitehead was heavily involved with this, um, was to produce uh, virtual racing liveries with all of our partners' logos and things on. I think they, they are now starting to be used by our partners to promote the club, which is nice. Yeah, for example, Chipex have been involved, um, they've advertised this last year with us um, and they've given us 10% discount from the membership scheme for a number of years now. Um, they were really excited when I showed them the cars. They've been putting them on their Instagram and Facebook accounts now and you say they promote, help promoting the club. Um, they're excited to get to uh, maintain the advertising for next year, maybe looking at doing a little bit more. I think they've got some exciting news coming in the new year that I've been asked not to share with anyone for the moment but uh um yeah so, so that side of it is all, all really good i think uh, the, the phrase chip x used which i quite liked was if, if you own an alfa romeo you should be a member of the club uh, which i think we all agree with absolutely yeah yeah that's super we like that one <laughs> well the other thing you know chip x is one example but we have a lot of um discount partners but companies like um best western hotels they absolutely love the vrc the virtual cars than what we've done and actually of course halford's just recently uh, renewed didn't they for another year so um i know that when we shared i mean nick and i are always sharing you know <laughs> livery cars off of our virtual racing with partners because they do love it but um halford's absolutely loved it as well you know when we're when we're a on a scale of you know compared to halford's they're enormous and we're quite small um but they look at what we've done for them um, and they just see, oh, okay, well, they're really pulling all the stops out. They're trying their best to share the Halfords brand and so on, as we do for all of our, all of our partners. So I think these, these things um, demonstrate to our partners that we're not just, frankly, abusing them, um, just giving discounts away, but we are, we are giving our members benefit of some discount in return for promoting their businesses. And that's what they need. You know, if you look back over this year, Halfords, it may be big, but just like anybody else, the footfall through their doors has massively dropped off a cliff in the last six months. So, you know, the more we can encourage our members to use these discounts um, as opposed to buying from another supplier, then the better our partnership is. And I think that really helped with extending, you know, Halfords is one of many who, are going through a process of questioning um, should we be giving away 10% uh, with some of these partnerships and and they're you know it is tough now to extend these partnerships but uh, 
I'm certain all of the little bits and bobs that we do for them really encourage them to, to stay with us. Use the word partnership, David, is quite right. Rather than just a benefits or a discount scheme, because a, a, a partnership is just that, isn't it? It's, it's a two-way thing. Um, they do like to, as you say, yeah. they like to see they're getting something back in return for it. So. And remember, some of our some of our partners are, they're not the size of Halfords. We have partners like Disclock and Torch Direct and Blue Spark and David Thomas Motoring Books. So, you know, these are not multinational conglomerates. These are small businesses, but they give brilliant services and products for our members. And in return, we should go out of our way to try and bring our members to them. It's just obvious that is that's the mutually beneficial partnership, isn't it? I agree. And we, and we have to, we have to keep plugging yeah. it as well with our members because yeah. they don't necessarily know about it. So I think it's important that through our communications, we make sure people are aware of them. I know it's been it's been lifted up on the main website, too, as a as potentially an attraction for somebody to join the club as well. But it's good for us to keep reminding existing members what they can get or what they might be missing out on. And in terms of it going beyond just discounts, um, just to, to go back to Halfords for, for a moment. Uh, we haven't announced the details of the the next virtual racing championship, but I think we're probably in a position to announce the sponsor for it. Yeah, and 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 for sure. And I think, as we said, you know, Halfords loved what we were doing with the cars, and they didn't just love the Halfords liveried cars; they loved that we'd liveried up all of the cars. And so, yeah, so Halfords are delighted to sponsor our next championship. Um, they've stumped up two hundred and fifty pound of Halfords vouchers as the main prize. Um, so I think it would be an exciting you know, start to the new year, particularly with a partnership with Halfords. But they also want to do other things as well. You know, we've, although it's not firmed up, um, we've talked about, well, why can't we have Halfords with a gazebo at National Alpha Day? Why, and, and whether we do that with Halfords National or do it with one or two of the local Halfords branches, that's completely up to us. So Halfords are fully supportive of that as well. We just need to sort it out, obviously. But, you know, that would be cool, wouldn't it? At our, at our big events, um, you have a big Halfords gazebo there and they give some, you know, instructional help and assistance and what have you. All of these things are, it, it's over and above just simply, can you give us 10% discount for our members? It's, it's something more than that, I think. And can they come and change the light bulb on my 156 for me, please? <laughs> <laughs> well, can you, can you imagine? They'll all be queuing up, won't they? <laughs> International Alpha Day. They're not queuing to get in or out. They're queuing at the Halfords thing to get their bulbs and wiper blades. Yeah, so I guess one of the things that, you know, we've talked about is the fact that we can't stop where we are. We have to carry on uh, developing the club. We've had a good year. We've introduced a, a bunch of new things. Um, and there's some things planned for this year. So... Uh, I think one of the things that we're we're all walk, working on at the moment is uh, is a an electronic newsletter to to fill in the gaps between the the two monthly magazine. Yeah, and that that gives us some great opportunities as well for for keeping people up to date and uh, by direct email to members as well. So it's not just we're not just relying on people self serving off a website to learn about things. Um, and I think I think I'm just thinking about maybe uh, 10 years or so there was always a thinner printed newsletter in between the bi-monthly magazines and those were popular um, but also of course I'll reiterate uh, there's no intention to take the printed magazine away and replace that with anything solely electronic people love having that printed matter in their hands and that's the constant that we get back speaking to members and through surveys and so on 
So, but I think an electronic intermediary, uh, intermediate newsletter would could be a really good thing. And it gives us opportunity again to mention these membership, uh, member benefits and partnerships and so on too. So good material, hopefully. Uh, and, it, and it's not just, well, let's be truthful. We haven't quite worked out exactly what's going to be in this newsletter, but um, we do know that uh, in normal times, a lot of the content that we aim to get into the magazine doesn't all make it. We, we only have, is it 98, 99 pages? And, and um, it's a balance, isn't it? You know, you, you can't get every member story and every use, useful bit of information into every magazine. So um, I think we've got content that doesn't make it to the magazine. We know that we, we only publish a few of the letters that we receive. Um, so, that, you know, there's a lot of opportunities to, in between our published magazines, give our members some more stuff to read, some interesting stuff. What we don't want to do is, is just give them some dribble, it, you know, so, and that's why we've not finished all the planning for this to, you know, it, it's another means of, of communicating with our members. We've got to plan it properly and make sure we give them something of value, something of interest. Otherwise it's, and it's just not just spam. It's not it? just whole articles that don't make it into the magazine. You know, there are, the, the magazine format, I'm, I'm a huge fan of, of paper magazines um, but there are some features that we receive that are just too long to, to go in the magazine um, and don't naturally split into multiple parts. Um, and, and delivering those electronically gives us a way of doing things in a format that we couldn't do in the magazine. And also, of course, when we get a new product or new service come along, we have a big splash about it online and in the magazine and everything. But if someone misses that initial thing, then it's gone, isn't it? They don't know it exists. So it's important that we do keep telling the members what is available to them. That's right. Part of the fun of having uh, organising the East Midlands section is that for many a year we've done a newsletter. For a long time it was printed, but of course you had limitations there, eight pages. But during lockdown, with people sending me material, our online version, I think it grew to 49 pages at one point. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that wasn't all about detailing. Maybe, maybe a bit of it was, but... <laughs> It was, it was great and, it, and it's great to you know to get people's mentions and their photos of themselves with their cars and so on i think members enjoy that a lot so it's, it's a, another potential avenue for that anyway so i guess one of the things you know despite all the extra things that we've done with the the lack of events and everything else i guess there's a there was a risk at the start of the year that we could have uh, have lost a lot of members during the course of the year but that's not happened has it no it's not and i think we've, we've all been delighted that uh, the membership is is uh, remarkably similar to last year, which is tremendous. I mean, we, we do grow, always grow at a rate, and there's been over 550 people joined the club this year. Um, and again, there's always a churn as people sell their alpha. That's the usual reason for, for not being a member anymore. But we're extremely heartened that we've stayed at the level we are. And um, added to that, the Facebook group, you know, the, has been constantly growing too. And uh, we're now at 11, over 11,000 members on the main AROC Facebook group, over 20,000 people engaged with. And I think that makes us the biggest alpha fan site UK-wise, which is, which is terrific. And I guess in, in terms of membership, we do, we do sign a lot of people up at events. And, and, and one of the reasons for that, um, I suspect, is that if you join at an event, you don't have to pay the, the joining fee. Um, so it was interesting to see the uh, the Black Friday deal this year to, to kind of replicate that without events. Yeah, and I think it was important for us to, 
recognize that without the physical events, um, people don't get uh, that opportunity for the discounted new membership. So we did the Black Friday deal. And I think, they were, I think it was pretty positive, actually. People sort of recognized that um, it was a good thing to do in a, a sort of pre-Christmas. We, we also lined it up with, you know, it, was, it was the right sort of time of year. So someone could buy membership as a gift and we would package it as a gift, but put it in the recipient's name and so on. Um, and the other thing that we, we've spotted as well is the, the sort of our concessionary memberships, because our standard membership is £40 on direct debit, £42.50. But we've got the concession membership for under 25s and, and over statutory retirement. And that's £10 off. I, I spoke to a um, Mito owner recently where he saw the Black Friday and he said, uh, it's 40 quid there. It's quite a lot of money. I said, well, how old are you? And he said, well, I'm 21. I said, well, it's 30 quid for you. Then you can get a concessionary membership. So I think the, you know, to be honest, the more we publicize both the benefits of our club and the deals that they can get joining our club, the better value the club looks. Um, and, and as long as we are fair to all members, as I think we were with the Black Friday deal, you know, that was instead of a physical event at which we would have provided a discount. So we may try that again. Um, we may look at other ways of encouraging new members. But I think, as John says, overwhelmingly, our, our memberships pretty much stay consistent over the year. And, 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 and that's at a time when a lot of clubs have suffered quite significant losses actually so i think we've come out of it very well considering and i think our, our sign up for the black friday deal was was pretty much in line with with attendance at the nec car show is that right classic car show nick it is yes it's, it's um it's a similar sort of figure um obviously a lot less effort to sit at home and to take them in like that than stand in the, the nec for three days talking to people <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah no it's that did work well that's no, I did miss the NEC today because it's a great opportunity just to do that, though, isn't it? Nick? It is. You meet so many people, yeah. and you can't you can't beat that, can you? On this, yeah, the the great enthusiasts that appear from Ireland and Scotland and wherever, and and the Italians that come over yeah. too. It's, it's no surprise it was they had to cancel this year, though, was it? I, I can't see it working at all in the end. Oh, they, no. they, they they held on to the last minute, no, but no, no. it was never meant to be. Very much so. I think we just about got cars lined up and then woof it was definitely off but uh, no it could have been extremely difficult but uh, the big lockdown put an end to it i do think the um the growth of facebook group though is um we shouldn't really underestimate that because we've hit mm -hmm. over eleven thousand. i think as you said john that's probably the biggest uk group and we're quite particular yeah. about who we let in the group we don't just let um, any tom dick or harry in do we you know you have to answer the questions we check um, that you're not blocked in any other groups that we're members or, or owners of. We check um, that uh, you've been in Facebook for at least three or five years. So there's a lot of things that That's we wouldn't right. just let everybody in. So I know there are other groups out there who are approaching our sort of size, but um, <clears throat> we could be at 20,000 easily if we let everybody in, but we're trying to build a, a friendly community rather than, you know, chase a big number. We just happened to have got a big number by, That's by right. following that, that fairly out. clear Thanks process. To the moderators and admins across all of those groups. It, it's a funny old world Facebook and uh, it, it's very difficult for us to uh, maintain the rules and keep it as a happy and enthusiastic bunch of people when there can be some rather difficult ones out there. Even going through the uh, uh, criteria to become a, a, a member on it. So it's hard work and uh, those guys that give up their free time 24 hours a day effectively covering it do a, do a cracking job it's not easy 
but I, I'm really heartened to see it growing. And there's there's some I don't want to be over negative on it. There's some there's some super stuff that goes on through those Facebook pages, and I know there's been some genuine proper friendships made through it as well. And uh, you know, meeting up with some of those people at National Alpha Day, you know, last time we ran one was great. And uh, so there's a lot of positives to it, but it takes effort. So you know, around you know, big pat on the back from from me and and the board and everybody to ever be involved with that. And for everybody being part of it, it's it's a good community. Brilliant. Um, talking of community and and the the Alfa Romeo family, uh, this is our last podcast before Christmas. Um, so I think we'd probably all like to take the opportunity uh, to wish all the the members and their families a a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and 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 as as festive a Christmas as we can have in the circumstances. Indeed, Happy Christmas to everyone. Let's, uh... As we all keep saying, let's hope next year is uh, is better and we can all get out and uh, enjoy our alphas again. Absolutely. Yeah. Part, part, as part of Club of the Year. How about that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have a great Christmas, everyone. And make yeah. sure you um, keep your batteries charged yeah. or you'll regret it in the new year. Absolutely. <laughs> Cheers. Brilliant. Thanks, everyone. Well, that's it for this episode. All that remains is for me to add my own Christmas wishes to those of John, Nick and David. And wish you all a happy and hopefully less socially distanced New Year. We'll be back on Sunday the 3rd of January from 1.30pm on all your favourite podcast sources when we'll have a mystery guest. Till then, stay safe. <laughs>